Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is October 18th, 2021. This is your Fightful post-Raw review. We have such a busy week. Last Friday, we dropped an interview with Juice Robinson. He doesn't really do many interviews, so make sure you check that out. Of course, this weekend, Grapsity, the Distraction Channel launched, all kinds of fun stuff there. Today, I dropped an interview with Marina Shafir, recent WWE release, competing at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Tomorrow, I'm dropping one with Tom Lawler. Drop some pretty big news on him on Fightful Select today. And then later this week, I have another big interview ahead of Bound for Glory. But we got Denise Salcedo also always doing something. Like Thursday, we're doing a Crown Jewel review. Denise, That's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be a good time. It's it's a pretty decent card. Pretty decent card. Yeah, the card looks good. And I mean... I think hopefully the show itself is good too. I think this is going to be the first time we've ever reviewed a a crown jewel show together. So it should be a really good time. The last time I reviewed a Saudi show, I was like, Oh, I'll have Jeremy and Joe on. And it was the fiend beating Goldberg. (laughs) And they just ribbed me or or the fiend getting beat by Goldberg. And they just ribbed me and acted like it was a great idea the whole time. And obviously it was, (laughs) obviously it was not a good idea. But uh, it is a good idea for you guys to leave a thumbs up, subscribe, uh, spread the word, share our video on social media. Uh, if you guys want, you can even head over to Denise Fightful or myself's uh, Twitter. You can retweet the video that, that is airing right there and donate a super chat. Uh, I'm going to try to set up a Streamlabs account pretty soon because YouTube takes a really big cut of these. Um, so I'm going to try to set one up. It, it probably won't be mandatory for you guys to use that. But if you are adept at Streamlabs and all that stuff, you'll be able to. But for now, you can send in a super chat, get those questions or statements in, and we've got somebody taking those down in the back end. Um, the end of this Raw had me exactly like Bezo Banks right here. It's always something with this show. Ugh, the Monday Night Monkeys, Paul, Denise. Uh, Alex Palowski, Sour Graps, Tuesday Night. Fightful Select, boy, is he going to have some things to say about this. 
by the end of the show, I was like, oh, this is what gives me hope. This is what gives me hope. And then at the very, very end of the show, I was like, why do I watch this? So, Sean, are they adding Charlotte to that triple threat match or are they not adding Charlotte? If What's they going do, on there? I don't know yet. I don't know as of yet. I hope they do. And I hope they pull the old WrestleMania 2000 spot where one fall is for one title, one fall is for another title, and that's how they swap. Even though it's dumb, Denise, it is far less dumb than Charlotte and Becky walking up and being like, here you go, here you go. I just feel like story-wise and based off the events that we saw here today, I and not just today, but the last couple of weeks, it honestly would not make sense to me if they didn't add Charlotte to that match. At this point, they've included her so much into this story that they kind of got it, I feel. I hope Rhea Ripley shows up in Damian Priest's pants and steals both of their titles. Did you see that? No. She lost her title belt. She can't find it. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, I did see that. Sorry. I did see that yesterday <laughs> on Twitter. What happened, though? Because I, her luggage got lost. Really or luggage got lost or stolen, and Damian Priest let her use his pants to wrestle in, and then I assume she wrestled in, like, a sports bra or something. Uh, by the way, for those of you saying Saudi show has an icky feeling, uh, we donate our super chats to uh, usually Sammy for Syria or something like that. Maybe a different cause. By the way, before we get into this, uh, I, I want to encourage you guys. There's a GoFundMe set up for Ace Austin and Gia Miller of Impact Wrestling. Uh, their home burned down. I think it was this morning. Please donate if you can. Uh, two really good, really talented people. Don't know them personally, but had a lot of people within Impact uh, singing their praises. So please give if you can. That is a terrible terrible situation but let's talk about raw well actually eloquence says unrelated thoughts on okada ibushi g1 final denise i have not been less interested in new japan since i started covering it i started to cover new japan way back when i was at wrestling inc like my my line of thinking was where where can i stand out okay i'll cover what nobody else is covering i'll cover new japan and ever since then, I've been hooked. This last year and a half has been real bad. And for a while, I was like, you know what? I trust Ghetto. He's a good booker. I'll trust the process. No, I haven't liked it. This seems like it's getting back on the right track a little bit to me. But I feel like I've said that a couple times this year. Yeah, this is one of those times where, unfortunately, like for me right now with like and you know this, obviously, you know, watching so many shows at this point, I've had to like sort of put things on the back burner. So I haven't been as up to date as I normally am with stuff. So I'm kind of upset at myself, but I try to keep up with everything, man. Yep. EPA says unrelated note, but I love no Fs given Tony Khan. This stuff is so harmless. Like I like there are is it some though, people. Sean? Is oh, it, though? Yeah, it is. It's harmless to people that can operate and function a normal brain. Yes, it's completely harmless. I, as somebody tweeted, I remember when WWE was like, hey, guys, we beat American Idol! Screaming it from the top of their lungs. I love this stuff. It is harmless. It is fun. The 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 tweet to Darren Ravel was very funny because I was very confused as to what Darren Ravel was saying. Like, huge victory! And I was like, man, we don't have the head-to-head -head information. Like, we don't know. Um, It's harmless, and I... Like now I'm like, man, I want to see what Roman Reigns is going to say. 
I want to see. <laughs> it was but- bad timing after the remarks from the past interview that Roman had. And then with the information that came out today, it was not necessarily good timing. It was it was kind of an interesting day, to say the least. Oh, I loved it. But I yeah, Tony, it. but I, I, I don't care. Like even like when like people throw shots, like even Roman during this interview when he was throwing shots and all of that stuff. I don't care. I like live for that kind of stuff. Right. Like I find it interesting, but it is in a way like it is so like if people get so worked up about this stuff though like there's just some things where i'm no. like just laugh relax for a second but people get legitimately pissed off it's so weird to me like i promise it ain't gonna bother you all that much it's and i'm not much of a numbers guy but is come on like come on Anakin says the best part of Monday's raw recap was Sean and Kate. I almost accidentally call Kate Denise all the time, she and I did. Me. Yeah, she told me. I definitely did. That's just mean, Sean. You need to. You need to. Like, I mean, come on. How much more different can Kate and I be? She's Let's, got blonde hair. I got brown hair. Come well, on. I, Sean. I got TK Trinidad on the show. Doesn't look like either one of you Friday. I can't wait to accidentally call her Kate a bunch of times. <laughs> Cyclops says, I stopped playing Back for Blood to watch this PS show. I'm sorry to hear that. Luis Polito says, on Mondays, honor is real because Raw sucks. John mm. Gorman says, hey, RSRS and Denise, didn't watch Raw, but wanted to show my support for the show. By the sound of things, per the usual, not much seems to matter on Raw. Do you remember like when our super chat started to take off? Like It was because Raw was so bad. That everybody was just like, thank you for watching it so we don't have to. There was one show where we got at least like 10 of those, I feel. Or I yeah. don't know, but it was so many. And it was also when uh, when Steven Larson decided to stop doing their Raw post shows. And then all of a sudden, like, we saw an influx in our numbers. And then a bunch of people basically thanking yeah. us. Yep. Ain't that the truth. Brent Lockman says, can't watch Raw's. I value what's left of my sanity. <laughs> Here's to help you guys keeping yours. And Mr. Andrew says, would you rather have a raw full of can they coexist matches, a raw full of five week old rematches or a raw full of matches that end in DQ, no contest, DQ, no contest, DQ, no contest. Cause um, I think in some ways that can progress a storyline, although not many so i definitely because at least i can uh enjoy the match if i haven't seen it before i can enjoy it and then at least just be disappointed in the end versus having to see the exact same thing like over and over again is the raw is the anonymous raw general manager messaging you did i just hear that sorry i'm a busy person people be messaging me i turned off what, what does the anonymous raw general manager say what are you talking about sean you i didn't just watch back then yeah, but I just got a text, though. I know. That was the sound. See? Look. Oh, my God. It's the raw I'm general sorry, manager. I forgot. Okay. Dang. This what is it, not what the it, first time. We're supposed to follow orders around here. My God. Orlando Orego says, we need Denise and Kate to take over the show one day. Uh, they did. A knockout's knockdown. They did a great job. Check we it did. Out, it was fantastic. Speaking of, this, this Saturday is going to be wild. We're going to have a post-AEW Dynamite review and a post-Impact Bound for Glory review. Uh, Denise, you've got a booking this Saturday, yeah? 
Dude, my schedule's all over the place this I weekend. Know. I got two bookings and then the and then AW being on Saturday kind of screwed me. So I'm literally doing all my shows the following day because I the, can't do them like immediately after. Then as Fightful Select reported, GCW was like, oh, we're just going to launch an entire LA promotion. So you're probably going to be doing that in the future. Well, too. I don't know, Sean. I just assume. I haven't been booked for that. I don't all know. Right. TPA says, acknowledge me. Ruby Soho and the bunny. That is funny. That does pop me. Like everybody it's trending right now. Acknowledge her. It's yeah, trending right now. I, like, I, I don't think it. it's like in the top US, but it's trending like in my for you section on Twitter. I love it. I'll tell you what else I love. Xavier Woods is in the finals of the King of the Ring. Now, uh, I got some information before this as reported on FightfulSelect.com. Go subscribe. That later on in the night, Finn Balor would be coming out and it was listed as Finn Balor versus Mace, but in parentheses woods. And I was like, what are they going to like? They're not going to have him dress up as Mace. Are they, but they didn't. He was just standing outside. I am just, I, I can't even really like critique the match that much. I'm just over the moon, excited about Xavier woods getting into the finals. Looked like Jinder was forgetting how to do his finish again as he's throwing on that Cobra clutch. There wasn't, if you look, the wrist wasn't clutched, and we've seen him do that before. He's he's forgotten that a few times. But if he didn't clutch the wrist, Xavier was just going to go flying. He was just going to go flying across the ring, which he did anyway. I thought it was clever how they protected the Coloss because they did it where Xavier could reach and grab the rope instead of kicking out. And Xavier's finish, that elbow drop all the way across the ring. I love that move. It looks so good. I'm just so happy right now, Denise. So I, okay, so in terms of like this actual match, I thought it was a lot better than I had originally anticipated with Jinder being Xavier Woods' opponent. To be honest, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I particularly did like the finish. I thought it was fun. Like you said, that elbow drop for the finish was was entertaining to see. And I, for one, am like, I'm curious as to whether or not they're going to like swerve us for the finals. Like, I feel like the, the finals are going to be great. Like, uh, like it's going to be awesome seeing Xavier and Finn that's going to be fantastic but part of me is not like part of me still kind of doubts that they might you know actually crown Xavier Woods like I have a feeling me that too. they're going to be like let's get some heat and let's have Finn you know and Finn you know everybody likes Finn and all of that but it's just that everybody wants Xavier to actually win this but part of me worries I don't know Finn could be a really good like honestly okay so what's he going to raw he's going to raw so he can Ooh. compete against Biggie yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. If he happen. were to like turn heel, turn heel and then go up against Biggie and actually you know, turn heel at the you, crowd jewel show. You know the promo. The prince has become the king. To be fair, Sean, he has a legitimate gripe. Come on. Think about the rope situation. You people, he can you people us and make fun of the rope situation. Turn heel like freaking a uh, crown jewel. It's what they always do. They go for the heat. I'm telling the you, heat. it's probably going to happen. I'm just, yeah. Mr. Andrew says, is there a chance heel Balor beats Woods? Yes, there's a very <laughs> big chance. Orlando Orego says, happy for Xavier Woods being in the finals. Uh, three more days until he's crowned king. I hope so. I hope so, buddy. Anakin says, I hate that Woods might win King of the Ring on a blood money show. I want to watch him get crowned. 
but hate the idea of having to watch any part of a Saudi show. Uh, unfortunately, that's something I've had to uh, come to terms with. Alex says, the Demon King. Oh, boy. ShotKid23 says, or 29 says, I wouldn't be excited for Woods, but this is WDB, so they'll just have him lose and win the crown three months from now because nothing matters. That's what I think, too. Uh, Nakamura, who wasn't even in this tournament, gave up his crown, and we've seen it can be defended again, which, to be fair, Denise, way back in the day, King Haku, King Macho King Randy Savage, they won their crowns. They didn't, uh, they didn't win a tournament. They won them from somebody else. Would that be satisfactory to you, or is that a cheap way out? Uh, it's uh, it's not satisfactory to me, honestly. I just I think uh, the last super chat we just got where things actually have to matter. Uh, we need to go back to like proving that things can matter because if not, you kind of just go into everything with like a nonchalant. I don't care. Does it even matter at, in the end? Attitude. I talk to top WWE stars all the time who question why. Things are so inconsequential. And then there are others who are out there publicly. I mean, Drew McIntyre last week when this match was announced, the the tag match, he said, oh, I love a first-time matchup. Like, they're even publicly poking fun at it, Denise. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole Can You Coexist storyline, there's nothing to it. And we just had this long conversation about this Mm -hmm. uh, during the women's tag team match last week when I was like, why the hell? Do well, it didn't make sense, like you know, everything that we discussed that you know, with Sonia, you know, restart and, and Adam Pierce restarting the match and it not really mattering and all of that. It's the same thing, yeah. JW Pringle says, I really don't like Woods versus Balor for King of the Ring. It'll be a great match, don't get me wrong, but I don't know who to root for. I like Woods and he'd be a great King of the Ring, but it feels like Balor is owed something after the last pay per view. That's why I'm telling you, it's gonna be Finn. I have a feeling. I do too. I think it'll be Finn too. I'm I'm rooting for Xavier Woods because this is something he's always wanted his entire life, and he happens to be a really good dude, and he happens to be a really good performer. So, yeah. Brian F. says, with WWE, the swerve is that Xavier wins. That's the thing. They know that we know how terribly they book, and that's what they've done a lot lately, Denise. They've been like, Oh, they'll expect us to book like shit. So let's SummerSlam was a perfect example of that when they had Carmella come out and she was going to be Bianca's opponent and every single person in the crowd fell for it. Everybody. There was like, I mean, you were there. You felt like everybody practically died in the audience. Why? Because everybody expected that to be the legitimate match. Yep. And that's sad. They shouldn't rely on that. Nerd Guru says... Least they can do for Woods is give him the crown after this company broke up Departy, let Cole walk, and fired Breeze. Well, they didn't let Cole walk. They very much wanted to keep Cole. But um Yep. That's that's all I can say is yep. And and by the way, put him and Biggie on different brands, because gotta do that, I guess. Norm Summer says another Monday night football game was great to offset another. I guess that means Pooey. <laughs> Woods <laughs> needs to win this. Couldn't care less about the Queen's crown since they don't seem to. Well, let's, uh, by the way, we're on Monday Night Football Talk. Bills just lost. Ravens are number one in the AFC people. Eh, we'll, we'll just forget about that. But Finn Balor beat Mace later on. I wish they would bring in, like, I don't want Mace to necessarily be an enhancement guy, but I wish they would bring in more big dudes to be like enhancement talent. It looks a lot better 
when somebody smaller is beating somebody who is way, way bigger like that, as opposed to like beating some 120 pound guy. Honestly, I was just happy that this was a fresh matchup between Finn and Mace. Like I was, for me, that was enough for me to be interested. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I I'm expecting Finn Balor to obviously get the win here, but it's fine. Cause I haven't seen this match before. And I thought it was, I thought it was a fun, fine match. I mean, the coup de grace for the win was perfectly okay. I mean, everything was fine. I didn't hate this. Brandon Charles Powell says if a heel Finn Balor beats up one of the ring crew who put that ring together at extreme rules, that would make sense. I expected him to haul off and like slug Xavier Woods with like the scepter or whatever. Did they ever explain why that happened in the first? Hell no, they didn't. You know damn well it didn't. Oh, I thought maybe I missed something. Damn, maybe I thought I forgot. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, Sean. Man. Orlando Orego says, thoughts on Eric Bischoff saying to Tony Khan, shut up and wrestle. Eric made a few good points about the difference between WCW and AEW. When did this happen? I didn't see that. It was it was a YouTube or a, a Twitter video today. I haven't watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. I really haven't. And he even said, this is coming from a guy who did a lot of stuff. Uh, I haven't seen it in totality. I'll just say, it's always very easy to tell somebody else how to run their business. When they're running it successfully, it's especially hard. Like, I, Tony's running a successful business right now. That's, that's it. Uh, we'll, we'll watch it. I'm sure at some point, though. Steve Jenkins says, Good day. Would like to get your takes on who your favorite Aussie wrestlers are to watch in or out of WWE. Nice to see homegrown talent make it over there lately compared to the days of Nathan Jones. Um, Buddy Murphy, who just went to New oh. Japan. Have, I'm very excited for him. He's he's somebody that like I feel every time you see him wrestle, like you, it's always a reminder of like, damn, this guy can really go in the ring. And uh, Shaza McKenzie, who I've got a very soft spot for because she's writing for the next edition of Fightful Magazine. And actually, it's her look at a ton of Aussie talent that she uh, has worked with and uh, that, that have made their mark over in the U.S. So I think you guys are really going to like that. L Milkman says, wish they'd let Mace go back to Dio. Pfft, to me, it doesn't even matter. Like, who gives a shit? What's the difference? Oh, they could do something. They could do something with him right now. Even like they've kind of killed it with this whole like, you know, obviously the whole re the retribution thing and having them, you know, kind of look a little bit goofy and all of that. I still feel they can salvage it if they just have them go out there and do like cool shit. You know, I agree. Alicia says, wonderful. See the demon at Crown Jewel, even though it wasn't advertised. If the demon does show up, I don't see Woods winning. I'd be shocked to see the demon there, but. I, I hope not because we just like after the events that occurred, I almost feel like it should just it give us a second, you know? <laughs> yeah, give us a second to forget that yeah, dog give us shit a second. that happened. But mm, now that I think about it, it's like, man. But then it's like, why wouldn't he? If the king of the ring wins, if the king of the ring, winning the king of the ring means so much, wouldn't you pull out the very best of yourself to make sure that you try to win that match? Yeah, and then you'd have all those doofuses. Well, of course, Xavier's not going to beat him. The, the demon can't lose back to back. That'd be the reasons that a lot of people give on. They can't, can't do it. That'd be bad booking. It's a scripted show that can book whatever they want. Jorge Sandoval says, Raw was okay today. Miracle. Oh, and off topic, totally new FTR. or Los Supers Ranas. I can recognize those cheeks anywhere. Well, buddy, uh, you were probably staring at some cheeks 
for about three hours tonight because Raw was a booty. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, where the hell was I seeing cheeks on Raw? Austin Theory's backstage. He runs into R-Truth, who uh, he, I think R-Truth challenges Austin Theory to a match. And then Austin Theory goes out there. He's like, hell yeah. And R-Truth is like, well, not, not me. Not me. It's my friend, Jeff Hardy. Because we needed this again, Denise. Yeah, I don't understand this. Here's my whole thing with this. It's like, why couldn't they just do our truth Austin Theory? Could our truth really not take an L to Austin Theory? This makes no sense. I mean, it was funny, though, because even backstage when he basically like was all happy because he got one over on him for saying for asking him if his mom was going to let him stay up late. That was hilarious. And I was like, all right, cool. It was this ridiculous. is harmless. We're going to go into this. And then I, I was kind of a little disappointed when they had when he announced that it was going to be Jeff Hardy, because I kind of was like, all right, well, we just saw this. And OK, continue on. And then I'll chime back in. There's nothing to continue on. They okay. had a match. They had a match. I, I'll. Austin Theory won, so I'm glad they're not 50-50ing him, but it's like, why have Jeff Hardy cut that promo a couple weeks ago when he's it just come out and nothing. lose? It nothing, nothing means anything on this we show. We were all saying that, you know, maybe this was going to be like a shift in Jeff Hardy. Maybe we were going to see him turn heel. I don't know what we were expecting, but I remember talking about this. But here's the one thing that I will say, okay? Now... I do think that this should have been R-Truth, Austin Theory. Austin Theory could have definitely gotten a win over R-Truth. It wasn't going to hurt anybody. Uh, but I will say this. Him getting this win over Jeff Hardy, I like that. Because at the end of the day, they could have brought in Austin Theory and kind of just made him look like a dweeb by taking all of these L's. But they actually been giving them those wins. Okay, great. Now, afterwards, they did the whole, you know, Jeff Hardy getting his heat back and, you know, hitting him, hitting him with the stunner. And then afterwards... um. Uh, getting the selfie picture with him. I mean, that was like, okay, but I didn't mind it. I, I honestly, I didn't mind that. I thought it, I thought it was okay. Well, they're on different shows now. So I guess this is over. Jay blood says wrestling wars are fun. I hope large swaths of the respective audience allow this truth to wash over them. Me too. I mean, don't, don't get too upset over this stuff, guys. It's not that serious. Nerd guru says missed the post dynamite show. What the hell is that tournament bracket? Why Dustin, not Punk, or Cole, or Black? I guess Mox versus Brian in the final. Well, nerd guru, not to, to make you go watch that show, but go watch that show. We talk about it at length. Um, yeah, it's leading to Brian and, and Moxley. We, we talk about it at length on that show, but we're talking Raw tonight. How are you feeling about the AEW brackets uh quickly as we I think they need to explain why a lot of those guys weren't in that tournament and that's my easiest answer and they could have they could have done a uh they could have added more they could have done a 16 man tournament they could have made it longer yes. they could have definitely made this more interesting I'm not that crazy about the first round matches and that's kind of how I feel about that tell me that at least half the names were drawn at random or something <laughs> like yeah this feels like, very makes sense of it feels very just randomly thrown together. I, I think that this one was kind of a miss, definitely. The Dirty D-Wags face Big E and Big D. Um, and Big E and Big D are making fun of coexisting backstage. Nikal says, or Nikhil says, what's the point of these annoying coexist tropes? Might as well make this a song. How will they coexist? Can they coexist? Oh, can they coexist? Uh, 
creative laziness, Denise, is what it boils down to. It is absolute creative laziness. Sean, we've been seeing the exact same thing. Biggie and Drew McIntyre talks amongst themselves backstage and they both agree we're going to let bygones be bygones. They both agree that they're going to, you know, work as a team. They both are like, yeah, they're on the same page. We're all good guys here. Woo woo. And then they go into this match and then they end up not necessarily coexisting and they rather they did kind of coexist today. And we saw a little bit of a fallout towards the end, but it's the exact same Thing. We saw this last week, and then we saw that the week before, and I did not want to watch this match again, but I will say this, though. I will say this. I did not hate this match, and the reason for that was because Drew McIntyre was tossing bodies left and right like it was nobody's <laughs> business, and I was a sucker for that. So I didn't hate this match, uh, again, given that we just saw it two weeks ago. But at the same time, it is the exact same thing. And then you know what, Sean? Tomorrow, we're going to see the exact same thing on NXT when we've got to find out if Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker can coexist. Like they need to. For, like what, what reason could there possibly be? Uh, also, I love the pop-up Fame Master from Rude and Ziggler. Nice. I love that spot. You know the drill, guys. Big E and Big D win. Rob says, I feel like WWE is co or ribbing us with the coexisting. They are. And yes, they got, they are. They, they are parodying and, and becoming a satire of themselves and their own bad, lazy booking now, Denise. They even had, uh, I forgot what the exact wording was, but they even had Drew and Big E make sure to mention the coexisting thing in their promo before the match. And I was like, this is a rib. This is a rib, right? On all the fans that complain about the coexisting thing. I'm about to go on a thesaurus and try to find a different <sighs> word for it. At least switch it up in some sort of way. Brent Lockman says WWE creative has to be a dartboard at this point, right? Yeah, the dartboard. In that case, we would get different stuff. I don't think so. I think I maybe mean, a coin he... flip. You got two options there. I don't know, man. What are the odds? Shelton Jackson says needed a friend watching Raw tonight because it wasn't good. Thank you, NFL or LP, for keeping me entertained and engaged. Raw was not bad today. It just, it was very long, though. It felt, you felt the three hours, but it wasn't a bad show. Kari Fly says, Big E feels like a paper champ. He's done more on other sports shows as champ than he has on WWE, and he should be booked like Roman dominant. They love to do that stuff where they they do a first title feud where, one, you know the person doesn't stand a chance of losing the title, and two, where they are largely removed from feuding with that actual person. That's what they do. I don't think the coexisting thing is helping him either because it's making him look dumb when every week he comes in and trusts Drew McIntyre and then all of a sudden it's the exact same thing. Like, wouldn't you expect a different outcome? You already know it's going to happen. Nikhil says, Woods to win King of the Ring. I hope so, buddy. And Brandon Charles Powell says, with all these Jeff Hardy losses, he'll be set to challenge Roman for the title. Oh, I think he I think he is going to. Um, Yeah. I think he is going to face Roman Reigns eventually, probably two or three times. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No. Injection says, so uh, where's Damian Priest? <laughs> Just not doing anything with him until after Crown Jewel. What do you want me to tell you? They're, they're not doing anything. He's not hurt. He's fine. Um, there you go. Uh, speaking of there you go, we got a video package for Bearcat Keith Lee. Keith Bearcat Lee. We got a Street Profits interview. 
backstage. Wait, you missed it. You didn't say he's going to claw his way to Raw. They Did they added say that. that? Did they say they, that? Yeah, it's in, it was in the little graphic. They were, he's going to claw his way to Raw, something like that. Yeah, but it was claw. I saw it. I read it. I saw it with my own eyes. My God. Street Profits interview because AJ and Omos got to show up. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for this. I'm all for them being like, okay, we're going to establish ourselves here. Uh, we're going to show that we don't like you. AJ doesn't understand the prophet's name, which I like. <laughs> he does not understand the play on words. But then we got RK Bro against Street Profits because Denise, you had to burn through this one, pun intended, had to burn through this match and then do a DQ. Had to do it because you know we ain't going to see it 234 times. I was about to say, how many DQs did we get on this show? I remember. So that's two already. I think it was two. Was it two? Yeah, I think it was just two of them that I recall. Um, in terms of like this, I did like the uh, the promo with uh, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton ahead of this match where Randy Orton's like, you want the smoke? And, and Matt Riddle's like, yeah, I want the smoke. I thought that was pretty epic. That was good going into this. I mean, this match was I mean, this match was fun. I think my favorite part was honestly just seeing, you Denise, know, they're not even on Raw yet. Does it matter? We've been seeing this the last few I weeks. I know. I'm Sean. just saying, like, we've we've already got them doing a pointless non-title match with a DQ finish where nobody gets over. Well, Omos got over. Apologies. He did get over. A pointless non-title DQ finish before they get to the brand. You are already conditioning people to say, this isn't going to matter. I'll, I'll save my tangent until later the match itself is good but as you'll find out denise i get tricked by street profits matches a lot what do you mean i watch these matches and they're the same because they they have they, they have the street profits pace the same people over and over again then montez does one beautiful toke or tope con hero and i'm like wow great match <laughs> Because it looks so good, Denise. It tricks me every single time. And You're then I'm like, like a wait. child. I'm like, wait. I've seen this damn match a hundred times. And I've seen that same Tope Con Hero a hundred times. It always happens. Antoine knows what I mean. It's the dive. It tricks you. He does some amazing frog splash. And I forget that I just watched the same damn match that I've watched 234 times. Every single time. AJ okay. and Omos interfered. Oh, also a great spot. Uh, Riddle doing the airplane gut wrench suplex. And then Montez putting his fingers in front of his face to try to like not be dizzy anymore was was really, really good. Evan Wright says he's the same way about the Luchasaurus kicking the bugs. <laughs> I've seen that spot 200 times now. Um, okay, so first of all, Matt Riddle and Montez Ford being in the ring together is one of my new favorite things because I just really like seeing them go at it. Okay, I got great news for you, Denise. You're about what? to see it 300 times. What do you mean? You're going to see this, this match 
at least five more times this My year. My brain is fried, Sean. Don't even ask me who's going to what roster because I already forgot. Listen, I'm just going to sit here and eat some dried mango and so, try to not get mad. I just like, so I kind of just screwed myself because then we're going to see this match a bunch more times because they know that I liked it, right? All right, cool. Well, I just wanted to know that. Well, can we put over Omaz a little bit? I thought he did yeah, perfectly he did. He did fine good. with this. He I thought, you know, good. him coming in, uh, I honestly thought that for some reason, I wasn't age. I wasn't expecting AJ Styles to come in with the phenomenal forearm from behind. So when Amaz came out, I was like, "Man, is that really going to be the only thing that distracts Randy Orton during this match?" But I mean, it was an interesting match. You're right. We're going to see it one million times. Uh, at least this adds a little something to that crown jewel match. That's yeah. all I can say. I'm trying to find some positives here. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this match already in, before with uh, the match we're going to have at Crown Jewel with uh, Omaz and AJ and RK Bro. But it's we, like. We got people saying in the chat, oh, well, there's only four teams left. No. Respectfully, bullshit. Alpha Academy, AJ Styles and Omaz, Commander Aziz and Apollo, the Dirty D-Wags, Hurt Business, Mysterio Family, RK Bro, Street Profits. They got eight teams. I think you said Street Profits twice. Nope. Eight nope? teams. Okay. Eight teams on SmackDown. Eight. Uh, well, one of those is not Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. This was shoving 10 pounds of shit in a, in a five-pound sack, and I thought it was good. I really, really liked the chemistry of Mansoor and Cedric Alexander. This was uh, one of my favorite things on the show, this match, although it does it is not long enough. But Mansoor is he did really, really well. He and Mustafa Ali, I think, are going to have a banger on Thursday. I think people forget that Mansoor can actually go in the mm -hmm. ring, like hashtag Team Mansoor. Um, I honestly think that this match was kind of a, like, I would say for those that watched it, maybe weren't expecting much from Mansoor, I would say this was kind of a little bit of a head turner because they gave him <laughs> a lot in this match where you're kind of like, oh, shoot, Mansoor isn't bad. Like, you know, he comes out here and he just does the, you know, the smiling stuff. And, you know, he gets a couple of things here and there in on every show. And that's kind of about it. But I think that today they kind of showed that he can actually do a little bit more than what we're used to seeing. Um, but then it's it's one of those things where, again, does it matter because you know they're going to keep doing the exact same thing over and over until they find somebody else to do the exact same thing over and over with. And uh, we've got we've got Mustafa Ali coming out afterwards and, and Mansoor. Rob says, I believe Mansoor after that promo tonight, A+. Plus. I don't know about A+. Plus. It, it seemed to me like... I would say A+. Plus. He did good. He was for, fired for, up. He was great, but it was it was a generic promo for them to be like, hey, look, Saudi he Arabia crowd that another, does not... He spoke in another language. Yes, and like I said, Denise, they're saying, hey, Saudi Arabia fans who do not watch wrestling, this is what happened Monday. We hot-shotted this feud over three weeks. Here's what happened Monday. It's very... I'm going to beat you up because you're a pathetic man. And then he speaks in their language, obviously. So they can run that in the promo package on Thursday, as they should. Get the people behind them. Of course. More so than they probably already will be. Because they don't remember his ass from the last time he was there. There you go. So here's my question, Sean. Do you think they're going to give Mansoor the traditional WWE uh, hometown treatment? No. Or are they going to go the other way? He always wins there. But are they going to do it again? Yeah, he beat Cesaro. He won the Battle Royal. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah, he's always he always wins there. Malcolm says Mansoor, the one guy who won't job in his hometown. 
Nerguru says, Hope Mansoor shows out at Sands of Time. Because after that, we won't see him until Super Showdown in June or whatever. Thank you. That's literally what I was just saying. It's not going to matter. They're going to, after this, they're going to forget about him. And I got somebody saying, what? Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews aren't a team. He's more of a valet than anything. Well, that's funny because I remember them facing Big E and Kevin Owens. And I remember them facing Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And I remember them doing the live super shows against the Mysterios. But I, I kind of see it that way too. And I think teams, I don't really, I, I don't see, them as the a, show I don't really see them as a team, Sean. I see them more as like guy and valet. I don't and book the shows, Denise. They like book them I as a team. Here, if I was here naming all the tag teams, I probably would not. Ha- I would have forgotten to even think of naming Apollo and Commander Aziz. They should make them not team together then because they're a team and they have teamed together. That's all I can say. Antoine says, legit forgot Raw was on tonight with Monday Night Football in the playoffs. Nothing's changed, sadly, in the WDB. Thanks for watching so I don't have to. Love Fightful. Well, by God, we love you. You know, this is out of every show that I do. This is the only show where we get the thank yous. I don't get thank yous on any other show. But we appreciate you more, Denise. Uh, Anakin says. In terms of like, thank you for watching the show because they don't want to watch the show. That's what I mean by that. That's that's true. Anakin says, Denise, assuming Hangman beats Kenny at full gear, I always struggle pronouncing his name. Hijo del Vikingo. Hijo del Vikingo. There you go. Does he beat Kenny for the AAA title? I think he does. Shoot, dude, that would be freaking awesome. I think he does. All I know is that this match is going to be balls out crazy. And I've, I've been saying this like over and over, but I just think that the second that he blows up here in the United States, it's going to be one of those things where people are going to be like, holy shit. Like yep. he literally is freaking crazy. Like I, the stuff that he does in the ring, I'm like, I don't even know what that's called. I, I had heard back around the Andrade match that Omega wanted to work him. I'm so, not surprised. He should yeah. want to work him. He's legitimately yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. Blake Whitehouse says, it feels like all these can they coexist matches are for the kids who parents keep fighting as a chance to give them hope mom and dad will be okay. Well, you know what? Sometimes mom and dad don't coexist. And maybe it's because of your limp penis. Maybe that's what it's because of. Maybe it's because you don't have that good performance. And everybody wants that good performance. Is your penis not coexisting with your sex life? Well, by God, Blue Chew, make sure it does. First chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Are you ready? Are you not ready? Do you want to be ready? Blue Chew gets you there. How about this? Prepared, ship direct in the USA, discreetly arrives at your door. But there will be nothing discreet about what you are delivering to somebody's. Maybe it's their back door. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing there. Take a questionnaire. It's prescribed online. Means no doctor's visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You work with Blue Chew's online physicians. You get your prescription. It's not just for people with a problem. It's about that performance. You want to make sure that you and what you want to do coexists. That's important. Use the promo code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. Use the promo code Fightful. Can 
can I stop being the face of these blue chew reads? I have no idea what to do. Absolutely not. I'm just here sitting here listening to these words. These words? These you know what, words. You know what these words are by this point. You know, you knew exactly what you got into. I remember the first night that Denise was on the show. I was like, Denise, off the air, I said, if you're uncomfortable with Blue Chew ads, just let me know. And she's like, oh, I don't care. Little did she know. Little did it's she know. It's been two years, Sean. It's been two years. It has been. Uh, Razor says, can you let Denise do the Blue Chew ad next I week? I know. It's been two years. When do I get to do the Blue Chew ad? I would love for you to do one. I'm pr- like, a lot of these have it written into where I do the reads, but I think by now after four and a half years with us, blue chew would be okay with somebody else doing the read. JW Pringle says mental health moment, uh, which I always find amusing that he chooses after people have sat through three hours of raw to do the mental health moment. He says, remember to take care of yourself. If you think you need help, please seek it out. One of the bravest things someone can do is ask for help. You're loved and you're worthy. We need you here with us. Indeed, uh, check out NAMI Communicate on Twitter. They have a wealth of resources. Zach says, watching from the beginning because I got back from the gym, Streamlabs is a good idea to switch to SRS. I use it. You and Denise rule. Uh, It'll be an option. Like if people want to use Streamlabs, we will have that option for them. I don't think I'm going to make it mandatory uh, because I think that would cut in too much and defeat the purpose. But Let me know how it works out. I will. Uh, Darby Allen versus Vikingo, please and thanks. Oh boy, yeah, dude, that would be that'd be sick. That would be sick. Kari Fly says Raw needs some blue cheese because lately it's been like Denise, sad paper eggplant. Eggplant. <laughs> the you know the I'm wiener you cut in half. I you know what you know what that's it. Now I know what I'm gonna do every single week from now on. Every single week I'm gonna do a brand new wiener. And then at the end of the year I'm gonna have all my wieners. And then we're gonna see which one's my best wiener. That's it. That's going to be my new thing you now. You heard I'm it here. Out, Denise I'm wants all the wieners. Ideas for these blue chew things. What am I supposed to do? Well, Anakin says, forget Subway. Blue chew delivers the real $5 foot long. And Brent Lockman says, here's some positivity. Congrats to Denise for joining Mission Pro. Oh, I could not have been happier to see that. I love Mission Pro. Love Thunder Rosa. I was so psyched to see that, Denise. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Who knew knew that turning down one job would get you another job? Dude. Yeah, things are crazy. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I love it. You never know who's watching. Yep. It's a roller coaster. JW Pringle says, is it just me or were the trash talk segments after the matches unbearable? Some of them were kind of weird. For Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. Were some of the trash talk segments after the matches just unbearable? I wouldn't say that. No, Unbe- I'm going to use, I'm, I save for when I use unbearable. And sure. I think I've only used one thing that I, there's only like one thing where I felt it was unbearable on Raw. What did you think of the no holds barred interview, Denise? So we, we have had Goldberg wanting to say something to Bobby Lashley man to man via satellite. And now we have a no holds barred interview via satellite again your words are supposed to have meaning i don't and i you don't think it has meaning no no come on they want to kill each other no well goldberg literally ended with this with safe travels thursday i'm going to kill you 
Bobby. How does that have any? That was heard it. I've heard yeah. it a bunch of times. But then he like he's like tripled, quadrupled down on killing Bobby Lashley. I I'm just, a fan. Cool. I've just heard. I've heard it the last few weeks. Like, come on. But it's funny, Sean. It is funny. Yeah, it's I I funny. did laugh. I did laugh. Absolutely. It's literally one man telling another man he's gonna kill him, and nobody is doing anything about it. I like, mean, nobody to, is concerned to for be Bobby fair, Lashley. To be fair, as make yourself eighty-five says, I'd like to see Deanna Perazzo and Tony D'Angelo interacting someday on screen. Deanna tells me she wanted her fight with Mickey at the farm to be her Sopranos moment, and she said while she's trying to drown Mickey, "I'll fucking kill you." She's saying it. Within the act of actually attempting to, I'm watching Goldberg say it every week via satellite. Like, come on. Well, look, I feel like at some point, like people say stuff like that. It's believable to me. You've never been angry, you know, and saying, I'm going to kill you. No, I've never said that to somebody. No one's ever told you, I'm going to kill you, Sean. Yeah, somebody did a couple (laughs) weeks ago, actually. All right, well, my apologies. But you see what I mean now, Sean. People say this. Now, was that to your face or was it via satellite? Well, it was via satellite. And what I said to the person was, what I said to the person was, tell me when you see me. You just proved my point. No, I didn't. This person called me after AEW Grand Slam and said, I saw you out. I saw you out, you fucking loser. I'll kill you. And I said, why didn't you say this when you saw me out? Wait, why did he want to kill you, though, after he saw you? No, because he's a virgin, Denise. I can't add psychology to these people, these nuts. How you you want me to crawl inside the mind of some? Yes, please. It would be very entertaining for me. Some weirdo who's never touched a butt before. I can't possibly do it. Why a butt, Sean? You could have literally said something. At- no, I don't I'm want to be. Everybody has a butt, Denise. I don't want to be gender specific. So- oh, pardon me. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know where you were going with this. Perhaps. Sorry. Perhaps. Be more sensitive to our audience, Denise. We have a very I'm diverse sorry. audience. What can I say? I'm we, sorry. We have a very diverse audience. Okay, of some many people don't genders, like butts, man. Mute, muted, many genders, non-binary. Who says butts are the best? There could be like non-butt people. Look, I'm look, not a butt person. Bestie Alley says inclusive king. Good guy, Sean. Diverse butts. Look, <laughs> look in the in the in the P. Sorry, Sean. In the P eighteen to forty nine butt demo, we do numbers through the roof, Denise. Butts do not do it. Butts for draw. Me. Butts draw. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book. Take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hit me with an F in the chat if you are all for the butt. Hashtag get butt. This is terrible. Hashtag get butt. Sean, this is terrible. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you. Hey, so okay, because Shayna got some butt booking. I'm not done talking about Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. I am. I've been done. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Look at this. Oh no. All right, Sean, we get it. Let's move on. You're really gonna do this. You can still talk. <laughs> Hit me with a hashtag get butt, please. Harvey Duncan said butts for the main main event. Here, here's a fun fact, Denise. Everybody, you butt? yeah, we get everybody it. who has main evented a WrestleMania has had butt. In fact, look at Yokozuna. Look at the butt on that fella. All kinds of butt. We're now comparing butt sizes. No, what the hell I would is never shame show, somebody Sean? for having a small butt, a large butt. Leave a thumbs up on this video for butt. A triangular butt, heart-shaped no. butt, star-shaped butt. Like a good heart-shaped hey. butt. Now I'm done. I can't continue this conversation. Dewdrop beat Shayna. Oh, boy. Shayna is back to that woman who doesn't know to let go of her finish. Uh, okay, Tony yeah. P. Tony P. says, "So I guess the world now know, knows how to beat Shayna Baszler. Survive long enough to let her put you in her submission. Fall on your back so the ref counts to three. Since you're never taught to let go of a hold in NXT, that's what stands out to me. At no point do any of those coaches at NXT that we hear so much about say, "Hey, Shayna, you know you might be more successful if you didn't let people pin you.'" Eloquent says, how many times will Shayna lose to a sleeper reversal pin? <sighs> yeah. So this was a thing. I mean, like, I thought that they, it kind of, it went, she should have tapped out a long time ago. It's the second she got her in the Carafuda clutch, I thought that was over. Uh, them extending it so long. That part of that that portion of this match, since length has been a topic here, and I'm not just talking about dicks. No, I'm talking about the fact that 
Okay, now you're just, you completely threw me off my train of thought with those eyes. You were like making those eyes and now I feel creepy. Okay, the point that I'm trying to get here is she should have tapped right away. I'm yes. sorry. It wasn't believable. Yes. I, so I just want to say, I got word uh, like two weeks ago that this was going to be the finals and I didn't believe it. Are you I, serious, Sean? I, yeah, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it until the pinfall happened. I was like, that's got to be it. I mean, I got. You knew Dewdrop was going to win. I didn't know that Dewdrop was going to win, but. Oh, so you didn't know it was going to win. Kind of. I I heard who they planned on having win the Queen's Crown, and I said, there ain't no way that's happening. Uh, Zelina is out there, who, by the way, did not win like any matches before this. Wait, circle back here, Sean. What? So you said you heard. Yes, I know who's winning the Queen's Crown. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm just. It, it, and I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. And I watched this, and I'm like, "It's happening." Uh, Ricardo says, "No diss to do drop, but but Shayna should have won." Yeah, Shayna should have won. And you know, there are maybe some reasons why she couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. But to me, it's like, all right, well, maybe do this on TV instead of Saudi Arabia, then. Because Shayna, who had been pushed, they were close to rehabbing her, Denise. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, well, she'll just beat Dewdrop next week and then nothing will matter. Then people are telling me, oh, well, they they go to their different brands this week. And then I think, yeah, you're right. And then I then I think, do they really? Do they really? Because I bet they'll I bet they won't even give a shit. All right. I'm sorry. I'm reading in between the lines of everything you just said right you, now, you Sean. Can. You can. Cyclops I am. I'm said, reading in between the lines right now. Well, I'm back and we're all about butts. Yeah, we are. Everybody's got butts. Orlando Orego says the Queen Crown semifinal with Piper and Shane. It was two minutes, 47 seconds. Hope you didn't tweet it out, Denise. You're going to get death threats. Yeah. You know, I've never gotten so much heat on Twitter over anything other than like those times. It, it really made a lot of people very upset, like very, sure very is. upset. Like, I, I don't think I've gotten so many angry people other than that tweet. And I'm just thinking to myself, that's the dumbest thing to get mad about. But it was just one of those things where I just don't think people want to have that out in the open. You know, like people want to hide whatever flaws there are. People do not want that information out there. Um, and that uh, it's very unfortunate because now looking at all of that and all the matches, there's a good chance, Sean, that this entire tournament all totaled up may not even equal 20 minutes. Two matches in the King of the Ring will go longer. Douglas Johnson said two weeks. That's long-term storytelling. And JD Starlord says Shayna should watch game film with her best friends. Statlander OC and Wheeler Yuta. <sighs> It's just, it's, she's treated like she's stupid. Brandon Charles Powell says, I legit thought Naomi was going to run in and cost Shayna the match, but I guess they went in a different direction. They sure did. Um, that would have made a lot more sense. That would have been a lot better than what they did uh, because they just made her look stupid now instead of building to whatever they're building to on Friday. Eric Robinson says, in the brand split, one world woman champion, Make the title 24-7. Listen, I appreciate the super chat. People who say in the brand split were not watching SmackDown before the brand split. 
I promise you, you were not watching SmackDown before the brand split and watching the same Sheamus versus Ambrose match that you saw on Monday. The only difference is they don't refer to it on Monday. It was like nothing that happened on SmackDown existed. Aubrey Duncan says, don't expect the Queen's crown to go over a total of 16 minutes. That's a SpongeBob episode for seven matches. Dude. <laughs> you know, okay, so somebody on somebody on Twitter wrote that all the matches are long and are essentially the same, like almost like they could just be like TikTok clips. And I was like, dude, because TikTok's like a minute. You could literally post all the matches in like one or yep. two, three TikToks max. I bet somebody has somewhere. Brandon Charles Powell says, just because you two are entertaining the heck out of me right now. And Anakin says, if butts don't draw, why does New Day say not to be booty? <laughs> booty O's draw, too. Bugs Bunny Man. 95 says, you guys make Monday nights better. Fightful rules. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, backstage, we had a super brutality segment with Bianca Belair. They gave her a hat. Kari Fly said, they got rid of the women's tag division to make R Nikki and Rhea the welcoming committee. Legit tears. It is. It, like, why they split up Tegan and Shotzi? Like, I was I pumped for that match. I was pumped to see that match at least once because it would have ended in a DQ, then a count-up, then a no contest. Then we would have got the title match, and then a title rematch. But I wanted to see it, and now I don't know of any direction. All those them contenders, Matt. Well, we got what? Did we got we got one because they beat them right, and then they beat them again, and then it was the contenders match, right? Think so. They beat him. They beat him three times. Denise. Yeah, because I know it was a total of three times. Three times. They broke up Shotzi and Ember. They broke up Shotzi and Tegan. They added NXT tag titles that they did not need. Uh, Mod Montar says, "Sean, can I sub to select again?" So yes, we had a bunch of subscriptions fall off because there are certain companies or countries and subscribers who were either under eighteen or it didn't allow adult content to be subscribed to in their company. Denise, here's what happened. Wait, what? Years, years ago, Jimmy bought a flesh-colored action figure from Matt Cardona. And they thought it was a nudie? Yes, because it's the famed Naked Miss Elizabeth figure. And he posted a picture of it, and we've been, like, we've been in the porn category Wait. for three years. All because of that one picture. Yes. So I hit them up and I was like, I probably could have had this done a long time ago. It's just, it didn't affect us. But now we've got good people who subscribe who had their subs canceled because their country changed their policies and they don't allow that. And yeah, but okay, fortunately. So this whole time I would go on to Fightful Select and it would ask me if I was, because it always logs me out for some reason. Yeah. And so I always have to log back in and it would ask me, I thought this whole entire time that you made the settings that way. No, no, I was very upset about that. I was yeah, very and I was annoyed because every time that I logged on, I had to press no. Oh, yes, that I'm over eighteen, well, and then I had to re-log in. Listen, it ain't gonna last long because when they find out about us and butts, good luck, good luck. Alicia says, this tourney makes me want to see Sheeta and Serena in a 30-minute Iron Woman match. Please, hose me down. Please, I would love to see that. Also, Emi Sakura doing some interesting stuff on Twitter, indicating that Ryo Mizunami may come over and that there might be, like, killer queens, like a stable. I would love a Joshi stable, led by Sheeta in her white suit, please. They need to give the women more time yes, on the show. Yes, they do. 
Kyle Collins says, didn't watch Raw. Thank you for the content. <laughs> All hail the tribal cheeks. I am the butt of the table, Denise. I, I am. Nerd Guru says, give Rhea the Bianca treatment. Build her until the Rumble. She wins. We get Rhea Becky, who I'm sure will still be Raw champ somehow, Mania, and win. Denise, it was so easy. On one brand, you have somebody win the title after Becky leaves, and they hold it for a really long time, and they're protected. And then Becky comes back after them. But they didn't do that. They didn't do it's that. Simple. Could have been simple. And oh boy, do we have some super chats about this main event segment. I thought we'd wrap up in an hour. We are not, in fact, a phenomenal match between Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. They are so good together. The spot where Charlotte does the multiple moonsaults and uh, you've got Bianca trying to roll out of the way, but she can't. Uh, Bianca busting Charlotte open. The double kip up. There are so many good spots here. The, the sunset flip into the powerbomb. It wasn't a sunset flip powerbomb, but it it was into her holding her up for the powerbomb. There was an amazing inside-out German suplex that I loved. I'm talking Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle-style German suplex that I just loved, where Kurt would get thrown and land on his chest. Charlotte was doing that. This was so good. Up until what we're going to talk about in a bit, where they were very clearly running low on time, Denise. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, I, okay. So at the top of this, you know, when we got this whole like interaction between Charlotte and Bianca, I just kept thinking to myself, like, damn, this is exactly what Bianca needs because Bianca's this, you know, Bianca's such a great, you know, uh, baby face. She's very likable. We already got that down. And Charlotte, people hate Charlotte, right? They really do. You got like. You got exactly what you need. You got this baby face, you know, with Bianca. You got this heel with Charlotte Flair. And both of them sort of going back and forth and exchanging words at the top of the show. Oh, I loved it because it was exactly what Bianca needs and exactly what Charlotte needs. And they fit so well together. Then going into this actual match. And it kind of like bumps me out that this had to end the way that it did because they're not even going to be on the same roster. If they were going to be on the same roster, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, cool. Maybe we're going to extend the storyline. And based on what I saw here tonight, I want to see them in the ring some more. But speaking of the actual match, the thing that I really want to get at here is that we already know that Bianca's is very like athletic wrestler, right? And we know the same thing about Charlotte Flair, but Bianca is athletic to another level than Charlotte Flair. But Charlotte Flair is so good too that she is able to go, you know, toe to toe with Bianca Belair, and they're both able to be impressive. And you know, uh, you know, Charlotte is able to shine on her own, even though Bianca Belair is, you know, more athletic than she is. So kind of having like both of them go into this match and you know bring the very best, I thought was cool. Um, I thought we got like a lot of power from Bianca Belair. There was a moment where she did a spine buster on Charlotte and I got like, you could have seen Charlotte like go through that ring because she like landed it like so hard. Um, I really, really like that. Um, Charlotte spear on Bianca. I was a big fan of as well. Um, then we the power bomb from Bianca was really great too. Uh, even them going on the outside, that was fantastic. And then you know the entire time you see that uh, Charlotte is busted open and she's got the blood and just that visual and everything that they went out there and did, uh, it was fantastic, man. Like they work so well together. I want to see more of them. Like I want to see a proper long uh, long term storytelling with both of these women. This is a future pay-per-view main event. And then... This would be a WrestleMania main event. 
Yeah, and then, then that finish. They're low on time. Charlotte grabs a chair, hits Bianca. Bianca grabs it back and takes care of her, and that's it. Nothing ever matters. It never matters. And I know WWE's line of thinking. Got to keep everybody strong. Got to keep everybody strong. Keep them strong. Keep them strong. Got to have interference. Then then if somebody loses, it's strong. Bianca lost in 26 seconds, but she wasn't ready. So she's so she's still strong. She got There's a DQ, so it's strong. Nobody loses. No, it doesn't make anybody strong. It doesn't keep anybody strong. It makes everybody look like nothing they do matters it makes you just look at the show in front of you and say i don't need to watch that because i know that it's not gonna matter sometimes good wrestlers beat other good wrestlers and that's it oh oh sean but you've got a champion and you've got a challenger and but there's there's this match on thursday you can book whatever the hell you want it's a scripted show have you ever heard of a tune-up match? Did RK Bro need to face the Street Profits tonight? No, they could have kicked the living shit out of like Lucha House Party or Apollo and Commander Aziz or anybody Alpha Academy. Anybody could have kicked the shit out of them. When you have a match this good, I'm sorry, but there's technically like no losers coming out of this because when you have a match this good, it speaks volumes and people remember that. They remember the quality. Uh, I just got word from Alex Palowski. Immediately following this, he will be doing Sour Graps over on Fightful Select. Please subscribe. You'll want to hear him go off. Razor2910 said the even, uh, the ending stunk more than an ooze caboose. Well, by God. Nerd Guru says, so you have back-to-back banger women's matches with dumb finishes? Well, at least one had a finish, so now what? A lazy belt swap, I'm sure this company. Brand-exclusive titles need to die. I'm okay with them being brand-exclusive. I'm not okay with them being brand-specific, Denise, because naming one, SmackDown, Raw, women's title, et cetera, et cetera, it is not hard. Just the universal tag titles, the universal women's title. See, I'm I don't mind either of those options. I don't mind it being the Raw Women's Championship. I, I like that. I don't, that doesn't bother me, honestly. Well, it bothers me when they got to trade the titles on TV. Exactly. But then that's why you don't include them in the draft. That's why it makes sure. it dumb. They could keep the, the name, the Raw and SmackDown name. That's fine. Just yeah. don't make these decisions where you end up in a situation where you have to make those swaps. Yeah, that, that decision is definitely cheeks. Um, Rob says title swap incoming roll eyes. Yep. Her group says Bianca and Oscar, the fifth and sixth horse women for me. Well, I mean, if Oscar can get back in the ring, hopefully I haven't, I haven't heard any updates on her. Kari fly says Bianca and Charlotte wrestled. They were like, they were pissed about that finish so much intensity. Bianca's last pin should have been the end of the match. Bianca Belair probably as things stand should have won the title tonight. Cause I think it would have been really it would have been a really interesting dynamic, Denise, to yeah. have Bianca on Raw with the title, have Becky lose without getting pinned on Thursday, or somehow, but at that same time, you'd have to pin Bianca to make that happen. So maybe not. Or unless you add Charlotte, and then Charlotte gets pinned on Thursday by Sasha, and then Becky's back on Raw, and she's like, you have a title, you never beat me, and I don't have a title. I think that could have been very clever. This ain't a clever company. They could have told an interesting story there. And I think that Bianca winning here would have been something that 
it's not going to hurt Charlotte. Charlotte is established AF, okay? Like, she, it's not going to hurt her whatsoever. Guys, get your super chats in. You're heading down the home stretch. Support the butt. Nerd Guru says, I'm fine with adding Charlotte to the match, which I usually hate. But to get this nonsense done with, please do. It'll be an announcement on Twitter. Lazy. Yeah. Do you they, think they, they do that or they're just going to make a simple Twitter announcement? Yes, absolutely. Unless they randomly do it on NXT, which would not make sense. Well, the joke is they do it at 1130 or they do it like an hour and a half after. Like, that's the joke. Like, we never write the article for the match that's challenged when they challenge because they never confirm it until like 1130. I, I, I hope for the sake of continuity, they do the two fall thing. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they were like, oh, well, Becky and Charlotte can appear on both shows because they have the other brand's title. That could be a nice little loophole for them. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Big E was on Raw when he was a SmackDown wrestler and had won the title, but a little bit of a different circumstance. Orlando Arego says that Raw main event was great until the rush finish. I was hoping for Bianca to win tonight, as was I. As was I. Zach Barber says, I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm okay with Charlotte retaining the likely belt swap. It's lame, but it gets Becky back the belt she never lost. Well, buddy, you know what could have done that? If they scripted her to win that title instead, I'm not making an excuse for their dog shit lazy booking. Well, we already know that Becky getting in this match at SummerSlam was like a last minute thing. So I don't think they thought this far ahead. Rob says, I've seen people on Twitter who attended the live event say Sasha has been working baby face. Do you see a turn coming in your opinion? I'm under the impression that right now she is a baby face working <laughs> a she's supposed to be a baby face yeah opposite of becky i believe so um yeah oh she's such a good i mean she's good either way like keel baby face uh, we do yeah. need more baby faces so i wouldn't just, be opposed to that just want to see her wrestle chad says there are a number of how many dq finishes there have been on raw this year oh boy um we we at one point we counted it up at one point we did count it up but no we gave up on that a long time ago kari fly says at this point, I'm hoping WWE gives us a hoping WWE gives us a good finish. It's like hoping a guy will give us a good finish. Pointless. Well, your your guy isn't taking uh, or using blue chew. Sheldon says WWE pulling a chugs in the main event. If you were to look up all time bonehead plays, <laughs> up up down down people or uh, Twitch people will understand that. Justin Lopez says they really hate Sacramento to give them two back to back shit main event finishes like that. It's just the way the WWE books. Poor Sacramento. The train says WWE doesn't stop going to Saudi when someone's actually killed. I don't think they're caring what Goldberg says in kayfabe. <laughs> maybe Thank he, you. maybe we never know. Maybe the prince wanted a storyline like this. He's like, someone needs to get killed. I don't Just, know. Uh, Ziggler did an interview with Xenia and he said, oh, I don't usually think about dying in the ring unless I'm wrestling Goldberg. Which is pretty Jesus. funny. Jay Blood says, "Join Buttful Select." Had to plug. Hey, don't don't plug our Buttful. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, you stay away, sir. Christopher Hart says, "When did WWE hey, book don't kink shame, Sean? Don't I'm kink, kink shaming. I'm not kink shaming. That's kink shaming right there. Bam. WWE books himself into a corner with the women's title. Congrats to Denise on Mission Pro. Um, Thank you. Hashtag why? kink shamer. Why did they book themselves into a corner with it? I 
They truly think that it doesn't matter. That's just it. They truly think it doesn't matter. The higher-ups making these decisions look at themselves as a content creation company. I posted a tweet tonight, Denise, that a lot of people thought I was being sarcastic about. I was like, I was like, AEW won the demo. That's what they care about. WWE got more eyeballs. That's what they care about. And if you've ever listened to a Triple H call or an investor call, they don't all they don't they don't focus on the demos, probably because their demos aren't good. But they talk about eyeballs, linear eyeballs. They want more eyeballs yeah. on, and they want more eyeballs on so they can sell their stuff to Peacock, to Fox, to all that stuff. And but competing especially, against everything, even sleep. Yep. Exactly. WD Mark says, as a fan, it's so deflating to have such an awesome match in a DQ. Nothing matters. Why even get invested in this crap? On the edge of my seat and then a DQ. I thought I was ready to, to pick up the thumbnail of Bianca holding up the title and new WWE champ in the title. Damn, you got one step ahead of yourself. My gosh. My gosh. Reductive92 says, I had no hope for Raw tonight, so I watched Below Deck Med season finale. Switched to Raw and saw the DQ. Glad I made it a Bravo night. Jeez. Pay, at least pay us the sponsorship rate if you're going to plug Bravo like that. Bezos says, I was praying. Bravo. One it's a person? channel. Channels. Yeah, I know. I don't watch Bravo, though. What do they have on either. there? I don't know. I, 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 I don't watch below, cable Below Deck Med. I don't watch cable, to be honest, anymore. Now I Me just either. watch, like, apps and stuff. Oh, if, if I could watch football and... WWE Raw without having any subscription. I would love to do that. Um, Bezos says, I was praying that Bianca won and Sasha wins at Crown Jewel and then we get Banks Belair 3 at Summer or Survivor Series. So they're going to do another title swap. Flair Lynch. <laughs> yeah. JW Pringle says, I'd like to shout out Beep Boop in the chat. This person is starting a mental health program on Wednesday. You got this friend. Over 1,000 people are rooting for you. Well, hey, over 25,000 people watch this show, so uh, you got over 25,000 people rooting for you. Take care of that. It is, it is integral, uh, that, that much I assure you. Then we have a few more Super Chats that wrap us up. Tim Gordon says, Mizunami is already here. They had her on Elevation with her belt and everything. Well, there you go. I didn't watch Elevation this week yet, but it's like 25 minutes, so I'm going to. And Mike Lima says, Emmy and the Joshis versus Rosa and Mission Pro Wrestling. Book at TK. I think they'll go for more established people than than that. And Rosa seems like kind of a loner, like on on WWE or AEW programming. I kind of like it too. I like me that. too. Yeah, because I mean, with the pop she's getting, I mean Denise, we've we've been there for some of them. Holy crap, Sean. So I did like a while back. I did like this tweet where like people share their like favorite, their first favorite women's wrestler and their current mm-hmm. famous f- favorite rest women's wrestler. And I cannot tell you. How many uh, that I got that were like their first favorite wrestler, female wrestler was Lita. And then the other one was Thunder Rosa. I got more of hers than I did Bert Baker, Sasha Banks, uh, Becky Lynch, which to me was kind of surprising because you would think like, oh, you would probably get a bunch of those. But it was actually quite the opposite. I I love it. I, I like Thunder Rosa a lot as a person and all the stuff that she went through. I mean... She got on TV very early in her career, and she admits she was not good. She says she cringes when she watches that back. She could have coasted on that, and she didn't. She got better. She trained MMA, another another soft spot I have. But, I mean, she became a citizen in a time where it was not easy 
for people to become a citizen here, uh, socially or politically or, or anything. And she didn't just work really, really hard for herself. Now she's creating opportunities for other women. Now she's my boss. There you go. <laughs> and she hears about a situation like what Denise passed up. And she was like, I want that girl to work for me. That says an awful lot. Uh, a lot to me. Check out our recent interview with Thunder Rosa. Anytime I see her in person, I try to interview her. Peter Mullins wraps us up and says, Hey guys, what do you make of Meltzer's comment on F4W that there's only one real loser of this generation dressing war? Paul Levesque thoughts. Now, okay. I haven't, I haven't heard that. I don't know that that's an actual comment of Dave's. I don't want to attribute to that, that to him without uh, verifying that. Cause I, I just don't think that's fair. Um, I have not seen or heard that. So I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. It's a bummer because I think that Triple H's method for NXT, except besides the 2009 affliction looking graphics and all that stuff, if his NXT was applied to this NXT's production, oh, I would, I would love it. I, I, I would love it. But unfortunately, I, that didn't happen. I am a, big fan of Triple H, not just as, you know, as what he's doing, what he's done with NXT, but like even just as him himself as a wrestler. Yeah. And I honestly think that he has done a or he did a phenomenal job with NXT. And it really sucks, in my opinion, that they had to make this change because I thought what Triple H was doing with NXT was phenomenal. I'm sorry. I was a fan of that. And I think it was cool to be an NXT fan. And it really sucks that there were a lot of changes that were made to that brand and what Triple H was doing with that. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. I can't tell you how important it is. Uh, share our interviews. Leave a thumbs up on those interviews. Leave a comment on those interviews. I can't tell you how much that helps as well. We've got stuff all week long. But Denise and I are back here Thursday afternoon after Crown Jewel. I got to see you twice. Yeah. Yeah, you sure Dang. do. But so Alex, if we coexisted here, then that means that we'll coexist on Thursday. Unless we swerve them, Denise. All right. Hold on, cool. I'm gonna hit you with a chair real quick. We're running low on time. We gotta we gotta end this. Gotta no, end 13 this. minutes and I get a bonus. <laughs> Denise, <laughs> tell the people what you're up to. You're a busy woman, as as always. Yes. Um, so I got so much stuff coming up. Um, seriously, guys, go to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I've been publishing so much content left and right, all types of content that you guys can think of. Of On top of that, I have my Speak Now pro wrestling shows on F4W. Uh, you can watch those after you watch your Fightful shows. Don't worry, Sean. I, I got, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to compete against your guys. Uh, anyways, but um, seriously, that as well. Please check those out too. And then Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Alex Palowski will be live on Fightful Select right after this. Um, please subscribe. Um, if you're under 18, you can subscribe now. And if you don't have a credit card, you can steal your parents. I'm fine with that. I don't really care as long as we get the fine bucks. Um, but we've got contract news and negotiation news coming up on Fightful Select all week. Oh, boy. You're supposed to be a role model, Sean. Denise, you know it's all about the butt. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earn cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 